to Wrestling Society X. My name is Chris Gloss, sitting next to Brett Ernst, and at this point in time, I would like to introduce our very special guest, Pitbull. Now, rumor has it you're a big-time wrestling fan. I'm a big wrestling fan. Let's go. I'm ready to see somebody do something crazy. I want to see him jump like off the top. Though. That's what I want to hey, see. You're going to see that, and plus you're going to see a war tonight. But before we get there, let's talk about the war that took place here last week, Chris, while we were going off the air. Chaos and Aguilera were brutally attacked by the cartel just moments after their first televised victory here at WSX. And I'll tell you something, Chris, it was unprovoked. Nobody even knows why these guys went after them. And the cartel have been on a rampage ever since arriving here in the WSX, and they are taking out just about everybody. And I'm wondering who's got the balls to stand up to these whoa, guys. Whoa, whoa, I mean, Brett, thinking... wait a minute. It's those Pocho's Bubbles. They just hit the ring. Meat side is seven weeks of build and 14 weeks of waffling about it has brought us to this very moment as Wrestling Society X brings us the biggest title match that they could possibly put on. Welcome to Cold Cuts. I'm Chris and he's back to full health and fighting fitter than youth suicide after a Ricky Banderas beatdown. It's Danny the Scottish Juggalo. Danny my mate, how are you? Really much better, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, chest infections are just the worst, aren't they? They absolutely are, mate. But it's good to be talking to you again about uh, what is pretty much a title match for the ages, isn't it? Yeah, I've got real WrestleMania vibes uh, about this episode, and that's not an exaggeration for once. Absolutely not. I mean, um, full spoiler alert, folks, I would go so far as to say that this is probably the best episode of Wrestling Society X on the whole series, um, as you'll come to see over the next couple of months. Uh, but yes, we are still talking about the show that MTV are scared to make public. And uh, Danny, sadly, we're going to be saying goodbye to Wrestling Society X before too long, aren't we? We really are, mate. I mean, this we've got exactly three more episodes left, and um, yeah, it's just been brilliant going through this with you, finding all the lo the lows and the highs, and yeah, it's been fantastic. But we have more things um, planned, don't we? We absolutely do, mate. And yeah, it has been really fun to step out of our comfort zone a bit more regularly and do some full show reviews as well as get some more content out there. Um, in fact, I'm quite glad to say that I could get used to this because we have got some plans afoot for future seasons of Cold Cuts, haven't we? Exactly, man. Here's a hint. X marks the spot. Very good. I like it. Yes, keep on playing the guessing game, guys, unless you were um, Uncle Rob and Uncle Dan, because, yes, we have already um, run it by you what we're going to be doing. So, But apart from that, folks, get your guesses in right now. Um, but sadly, Danny, even though we're getting used to um, recording more often, this episode we have had to get used to Mr. 305 Pitbull. Yow! <laughs> he was um, certainly there, wasn't he? <laughs> well, he was certainly there, yeah. I mean, uh, I know one of the biggest things that I've said about some of the commentators on this show is that you don't hear enough of them, but uh, let's just say that this guy was certainly making up for lost time, wasn't he? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, 
we talked about last week, he um, appeared at WrestleMania 28. And to go from this to WrestleMania, that's just um, every wrestler's dream, isn't it? <laughs> it totally is. Yeah, it really is. And yeah, he does claim from the very beginning to be a wrestling fan, Danny. But he also claims to be a rapper, which is a bit of a stretch in itself, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> But he has pretty much come here to do colour commentary, which isn't too bad, I guess. I mean, on the whole, I suppose this guy got involved in the conversations. So, in my opinion, he, he didn't do that badly a job. I would say he was probably a, a slightly more animated Booker T at times with some of the things that he came up with. Um, it's just when we get to WS Extra next week, guys, um, his laugh is very annoying. Um, it almost borderlines on a on a gangster version of Sid James. So, but you've got that to look forward to. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with regards to the quote-unquote musical output that Pitbull would have been putting out around this time, um, he was pretty much only murdering the genre of hip-hop instead of murdering both hip-hop and house music. So, around the time of this episode, he would have been promoting his forthcoming third album, The Boat Lift, with the most recent single at the time being The Anthem, featuring King of Crunk himself, Lil Jon. Um, and it wasn't bad as such, Danny. Uh, and as a track, we can see how Mr. 305 would go on to make the crap that he makes now because it samples um, Destination Calibra, I think, which was a, a house track around this time. Um, but it's just the sort of hip-hop that isn't for me, really. It's it's a little too commercial in, it, in its musicianship for me. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the rap... Um... Pitbull's always getting, especially now, commercial. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that with him. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him his due. He's, he's found a, a genre that works for him, and it certainly hasn't done him any harm with regards to finding fame. But uh, I suppose you can't please everybody, can you? No, certainly not at the same time. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but anyway, um, getting back to the wrestling and uh, our three-man booth recap last week's beatdown of Los Pochos Guapos by the cartel before Aaron Aguilera and Chaos storm the ring to demand a match with their attackers, which I would normally be against um, as we don't have a general manager to make matches, but the pre-booked match featured that 70s team, so I can't say I'm that gutted. No. <laughs> They certainly saved the show. I feel like they read the uh, run sheet and it was just like, oh, let's just step over these guys. So, yeah, I was happy to see them. <laughs> As was I, mate. I couldn't agree more. And uh, keeping to type, because the cartel didn't want to disappoint us with Joey Ryan's moustache, uh, they soon follow to answer the call and we get our tag opener. And all four men have a really good uh, punch-up before Aaron Aguilera hits a nice tilt-a-well slam and then assists Chaos with a splash to Lil Cholo. And commentary hint at there being tag titles coming soon, Danny. Oh, wow. It's a bit late for him now, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is. I mean, we can, we can get to some of the speculation when we do our wrap-up of the series because there were some plans afoot for a series too. But oh. yes, I, I think they were assuming that uh, they were going to be getting another season, uh, which is quite presumptive of them, uh, considering that this episode hadn't even 
finished filming before the first one came out. But uh, yeah, it certainly uh, would have been exciting at the time, I suppose, if you were a Wrestling Society X fan in 2007. Oh, definitely, Ray. And I just just a question came up to me. Um, if you could insert any mid-card championship from uh, any wrestling promotion into th this promotion, what would you choose, Chris? Wow, that is a really good question, actually. Wow, yeah, um, uh, I I am quite literally speechless. Do you know what I would since since Wrestling Society X are trying to be a bit countercultural, hmm. I would probably go for the old ECW FTW belt that Taz used to carry around. Well, that's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because I think one of the things that I would have liked to have seen if Wrestling Society X got a second series, even though I'm not a fan of like every single person having a title in companies yeah. and this, that and the other, but I think it would have been nice to have had a mid-card title or maybe something similar to what they did with Lucha Underground, where you know you, you, you had matches where you could win a, a scroll. And it would um, you you would still defend it as a championship, but you could also cash it in for a, a title shot. So something like that could have been cool, something a bit different. But yeah, I mean, I think it gives off the right vibe to have something like the FTW belt on a show like this because, like I say, it's trying to be countercultural, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, excellent choice. What about you, Danny? If uh, since you've uh, come up with a question, have you had a thought about it yourself? I was kind of thinking hardcore championship, but. Basically, many of the matches are hardcore rules, so I kind of I would go for probably television championship since um, they are on MTV. They could have the MTV championship or something. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh, that that is genius, mate. I, I love that. I, I really do. Yeah, nice one, mate. That's a great idea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but talking of TV, we go back to the match and Chaos hits Cholo with a slam and Springboard Moonsault before Jumble sails Cypress Hill into fear. Um, but Chaos manages to whip Cholo to the ropes before Delicado tags in for a slingshot code breaker. He then whips Chaos into the corner and hits a foot stomp for two before riling up Aguilera as Chaos gets worked on. Chaos manages to fight valiantly, but eats a cutter from Cholo for a two and a springboard elbow. Cholo then goes for a second attempt at this, but Chaos meets him with a rope-assisted Russian leg sweep. Aguilera then tags in and hits an awesome top-rope clothesline and springboard elbow before a sidewalk slam gets two. And we say this every week that this guy is on, Danny, but talk about an underrated talent. I mean, this guy was showing... Everything that SmackDown missed out on, like, week by week, isn't he? Oh, he really was, mate. I mean, the agility on him just alone is just fantastic. I really feel they missed the boat with him. They really did. And, again, that would have been a really cool thing to see if maybe Wrestling Society X had gotten a second series. You know, would would LPG break up? You know, would Aguilera get a chance to stand out on his own? But he's, he's certainly not doing himself any harm here, is he? No, definitely not. No. So Aguilera tags Chaos back in for a doomsday device, but one of the fat lads outside pushes Aguilera off the top rope, allowing Cholo to get a reverse Hurricane Rana before Delicado hits what is apparently called a Pelican Bay Driver for the win in 5 minutes and 40 seconds. So, Danny, this 
pretty much ticked all of the WSX match boxes for me. We got a little bit of time. The action was good. And Aaron Aguilera is an absolute superstar. What did you think to this match, my friend? Really good, mate. All action. Um, it was just a shame that our boys finally met their match, wasn't it? And they lost. It was really, but at least there wasn't a stipulation in place where they had to split up. So hopefully yeah. we will see these lads again before the season comes to a close. Let's hope, mate. Let's definitely hope. But yeah, it was an excellent match. Excellent opener. It was. And then we get a little bit of a palate cleanser after the match as we cut backstage to Better Mike Knox and Poundland Chavo, who are having a, a lovely little swear backstage about their match being hijacked before they make the bad decision of winding up Cannon and Ball. I mean, are they ever going to learn, these lads? Don't insult random wrestlers because you're just going to get your ass tanned. Oh, definitely, mate, especially in WSX. Absolutely. So hopefully this will lead to something. Um, but after some awesome promotion of the title match, uh, we get Lacey with that skeevy little prick, Jack Evans, who claims that he's learned a new dance move, which is basically a handstand so he can look up her skirt, Danny. That's what I was getting from this. Uh, one thing I noted about this is Jack Evans here looks 12 years old, doesn't he? <laughs> He probably was 12 years old, to be honest. Uh, I mean, he, he dresses like one. He talks like one. You know, may, maybe he is the genuine Benjamin Button of wrestling. I think he is, yeah. But this is all interrupted by the human tornado of all people. And a feud is started over dance moves. And a dance-off will happen later. Absolutely, and it certainly says a lot, Danny, when a 70s pimp character is the one that believes in the art of chivalry, isn't it? <laughs> so true, mate. <laughs> but as you say, sing Hosanna, we're going to be treated to a dance-off between Jack Evans and the Human Tornado. Uh, so yeah, that's something to look forward to in inverted commas. But something that I was looking forward to was our main event for the WSX title as challenger Ricky Banderas looks to avenge his non-existent facial injuries by taking the championship from our champion and lord of the juggalos, El Vampiro Canadiense. And I must say that the full recap of the story that we get as a promo package was an awesome touch, mate. And the nicest touch was finally getting to see and hear Fabian Kalin nearly 15 minutes into the episode. Are you ready? These two men have a history in flame and tonight they battle not just for revenge, but for the Wrestling Society X Championship! Coming to the ring first, from Bayman, Puerto Rico, he is Ricky Banderas! Here comes the dark prophet Banderas making his way to the ring! What a scary individual he is! Guy looks like a, like Hellraiser. Oh yeah, absolutely right! It looks like it had been raised from hell indeed. <laughs> As we see the Dark Prophet, Ricky Banderas, and guys, we so could be that. looking, right now, we could be looking at the next WSX champion. His right there. opponent is from the darkest depths of hell. He is your Wrestling 
Society X champion, Vampiro! Here comes Vampiro, the current and first WSX champion. And let me tell you something, man. He is P.O. over what Vampiro's did to him. It's going to be on, bro. It's going to be on. Vampiro! knows what this guy's thinking. This vendetta, years now, in the making. Vampiro, very evil. Very evil. <laughs> so true, mate. But yeah, that video package was excellent and probably a massive highlight of this entire series. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, we've seen uh, after the first episode that one thing that WSX have actually managed to do uh, and also showing how well they maximise their time are these awesome little highlights packages. Like, we see them mostly on WSX, but over the last few episodes, we've started to get them on the main show as well. And it really shows here, you know, you get everything from the ladder match, you get some background between Banderas and Vampiro, you get some of the involvement that Six Pack has had in all of this. It's just brilliant. And they managed to tie ev everything up in a nice little bow going into this title match, didn't they? Yeah, and it's very, very impressive because for eight weeks, um, these two have been basically feuding um, for, well, for many uh, years before this as well, and it was all tied up. Yeah, it was, and the action starts really hot with Vampiro punching Ricky in the face before Ricky responds back with a punch and a jumping DDT prompting Vamp to roll out of the ring and move a guardrail into the path of a flying Ricky Banderas, which was a an awesome spot to see. It looked painful, but let's hope it wasn't. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Vampiro then hits Ricky with a spinning kick before Banderas absolutely paggers Vamp into a steel wall before Ricky rolls Vampiro back into the ring and wears him down with punches and kicks. But an axe handle attempt gets turned into the deadly Vampiro chokeslam for a yeah. two count. Now, this action so far, Danny, is absolutely stunning. So, of course, in a rare production snafu for this company, we've got to break the match up with a package on Team Bloody Dragon Gate. <laughs> Could this not have waited? Exactly. Um, I found it a bit odd because um, this is only our second match of the night. Um, but obviously this is a 20-minute show. But it's like, yeah, I agree, this could have been shown before the match. They could have even shown it on WS Extra, couldn't they? Yeah, that would have been the idea, yeah. <laughs> it absolutely would. But anyway, we eventually come back and it turns out that we've had a break as well. And in that time, we've missed... All of the things that a fan of Strong Star Wrestling likes, lariats, suplexes, and a face wash that Samoa Joe would have been proud of, but we see both men collapse outside onto the concrete. Both men then brawl around the bunker and head upstairs to the stage, where Banderas, can't believe I'm saying this, powerbombs Vampiro through a table filled with light tubes before hitting a side effect through a stage box, and Vampiro's back looks absolutely cut to ribbons, doesn't it? Oh, it really did, man. I mean, you could tell he was definitely in pain. Uh, you'd you'd think that um, this would be something from uh, Combat Zone Wrestling, wouldn't you, this bump? You really would, and it certainly shows that Kevin Kleinrock has a background in XPW, because they were definitely pushing the envelope. Like They were almost at next step up from ECW, 
but yeah. not quite CZW level. And they were using a lot of light tubes and um, exposed barbed wire and, and things like that. So, yeah, it definitely plays to this. And I just find it really funny on MTV's part that they thought a fireball spot needed editing to all heck. Like a really hokey-looking fireball spot, and yet it was quite all right for one person to be impaled with broken glass and then show it afterwards. Oh, yeah, and then the blood everywhere as well, shown on camera. Um, yeah, yeah, fully agree. To... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose in MTV's uh, defence, this probably was on at 2 o'clock in the morning, so it's not like anybody would have been watching it, would it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, both men make it back into the ring, and both attempt a choke slam to the other person before Vampiro absolutely plants one on Ricky's nut with a Chelsea kiss that Millwall Chris would have been proud of. <laughs> he really would have. I'll have to message him after. <laughs> You'll have to be careful if you're going to be sat in the pub watching their money in the bank with him, mate, because, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah don't, don't, don't get anyone making him angry now, will you? No, I will not. No, I'll keep the West Ham fans away. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, we then see both men struggle on the apron, where a coffin wrapped in barbed wire, what else, is conveniently placed. Vampiro attempts to powerbomb Ricky through it, but Ricky chokeslams him through it instead before getting the three counts. And your winner, and new Wrestling Society ex-champion, El Diablo, Ricky Banderas! What a match, Danny. A new era has begun, Chris. I mean, fantastic. Everything. I would rate this 81 stars in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> Only 81. Flipping egg. I had at least a 96 in the Edgemount Leisure Centre. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. A brand new era has begun. Um, Ricky Banderas has definitely earned it. I mean, his character work alone, the matches he's had, the intimidation factor, and the fact that we're just both massive fans of him, he deserves this championship, definitely. He absolutely does, mate. And it's it's a testament to these two as well that a match like this that has probably had quite a bit edited out of it as well, is so good and so watchable. It's it's a shame, really, that Vampiro and Ricky Banderas went around at the same time in TNA because these two could have continued to make magic. I mean, every match of theirs that I've seen and matches that I've shown you, they've all been of such a high quality with excellent chemistry, haven't they? Oh, they really have, mate. And Vampiro's always had that um, kind of... Uh, like reputation of being hard to convince to put people over, but he absolutely put over Ricky Bandera's here, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Like this series as a whole, um, especially the mid episodes of this series have been a real star making vehicle for this guy. And it yeah. certainly shows you that um, we put in an excerpt from an interview that Ricky Banderas gave to a, a certain Canadian bully who shan't be named, about the relationship that he had with Vampiro. And you can really see that when he says that Vampiro was the guy that made sure he was put in the shop window in America, you can definitely see it here because 
if it wasn't for Vampiro being so selfless in matches like yeah. this, we'd have never seen him in TNA. Yeah, you're so right, mate. But we never hear about this in the mainstream wrestling new, uh, media because we just hear, oh, Vampiro's hard to work with. That's why he hasn't been on television in years. But this just shows it, as you said, just completely selfless. And it's just fantastic hats off to both. That's it. And uh, again, not, not to keep beating a dead horse because... Um, I'm a massive fan of the guy, but I can also see why people don't like him. But to me, Vampiro really kind of meets that e-fit of a CM Punk type in that a lot of people will have a problem with the way that he does things. But if you get on with him, and if you show willing, he's a very selfless person to the people that mean a lot to him. You can yeah. see it here with Vampiro and Banderas. And you can certainly see it with the way that CM Punk is with the likes of FTR, obviously. Whatever you think of those guys. Um, excellent tag team, obviously. But even, like, you kind of look at the way that he's been with people like Ricky Starks as yeah. well. And, you know, he'd, he'd always had good things to say about Cody and, and what have you. So, you know, just... Just because a person doesn't necessarily tick your boxes from a personality level, you have to think about what they're trying to do to the sport of wrestling. And and here, you know, it's it's these sort of matches that get slightly bigger companies interested in guys, uh, as as we see with Banderas. And you know, if if Ricky Starks continues to get a really nice push based on his association with Punk, we could be seeing the second coming of The Rock in about ten years' time. Yeah, very well said, mate. I could definitely see that. I mean, when he jumps over to WWE, which I just think is inevitable. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can just see this guy being on WrestleManias for years to come. Totally. It certainly doesn't hurt as well that he's got a very good friend in Cody Rhodes in that company, is it? So it's only a matter of time, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, Danny, um, I can't believe I'm asking this because I think you've already answered the question. Did this episode meet all your expectations? 100%, mate. I really enjoyed this. Even though there was two matches, you can't complain at them because they were both fantastic um, storytelling matches and it just gets you excited for the next week's show. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. How about yourself, mate? Did you like it? Seriously, mate, like I said at the start of this episode, for me, far and away, the best episode of WSX. We're still going to get a lot of really exciting spectacle-type moments, but I think from a story perspective, for kind of bookending a story, for character progression, this ticks all of my boxes for a wrestling show, and I, I can't quite believe that they've managed to get a lot of things so, so right in 20 minutes. Um, and even still find time to have a couple of errors in there, but stuff that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things when you, you know, you can't pick this show apart just because they've put a pointless vignette in or just just because a guy you don't like um, comes off as being a little bit of a scuzz bucket. Like, you've you've got to look at the, the episode as a whole, and literally this is probably the perfect episode of WSX. Yeah, very well said, mate. And not even Pitbull worried it, did he? <laughs> not at all. Like I say, he 
he's a bit of a clown and he did come across that way when he's doing his whole like trying to be cool thing at the start of the episode but when he's actually off camera and all you've got is his mouth yeah. he made a lot of really good points he he started some good conversation pieces he actually showed himself to be quite funny as well so yeah. i don't like his music i probably wouldn't want to have breakfast with the guy but um yeah good job good job yeah we've certainly had worse <laughs> we absolutely have mate but i know what you're wanting to ask danny what did the fine folks at cagematch.net think about the episode this week this will be very interesting yeah well we have only got the one comment and as per usual it's from our good mate damien who doesn't disappoint again kind of with his comment which goes like this pitbull commentating a vampiro versus milwater's match that concluded in an exploding coffin spot what the fuck even though it's mostly bad how can you dislike wsx what kind of person are you and he gives it a five again the nutter uh -huh. High, high praise. Yeah, fantastic. Exactly. Stuff. It's it's just <laughs> the fact that he keeps giving these episodes a five, even though he blatantly <laughs> enjoys them. It, that's that's the funniest bit of it for me, to be honest. <laughs> fantastic. I can't wait to see what he says next week. Certainly. And ladies and gentlemen, we would uh, wait with bated breath to see what you're thinking to these episodes if you're watching them on a week to week basis. Because I know we do such an excellent job of making you feel like you're watching them already, even if you're not with our superlative descriptions and commentary on everything. But guys, we want to know what you think. Uh, we will be reading comments out for a special end of series episode of cold cuts to round things off before we go into season two so do please drop us a line on twitter at one man's meat pod and let us know what you think but folks i don't know about you but after that incredible match and a full 20 minutes of high octane action i think danny and i need a horlicks and a wagon wheel to calm us down but we'll be back on the energy drinks and alcohol next week so until then in the meantime, and in between time, stay cold, meat cider.